Please turn, if you would, to the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah. Yes, that's really a book in the Bible, Lex. Zephaniah. Uh, Brother Gary and Brother Adam, page 928. Everybody else, find the book of Matthew and drift to the Old Testament just a few pages, and you'll find the book of Zephaniah. It's behind Nahum, and it's behind Habakkuk. Um, on the back end of it, you have Haggai, Haggai, and Zechariah. So if you can find Zechariah, go forward just a little bit, you'll find Zephaniah. Okay. Or you can just look, there's no shame in it, look at the, the index in the front of your Bible and find the page and then go to the page. There's no shame in that. Um, find it, though. Today we'll be looking at the subject of a bucket list. Bucket list. Anybody ever heard of a bucket list before? There was a movie that came out years ago, Bucket List. It's, you know, generally it's a, a list of experiences or things, achievements. People want to go do something. They want to jump out of an airplane or see Paris lights or whatever. Things that people want to do or they hope in accomplishing before their life ends or during their lifetime. Sometimes people have their bucket list and they have things that, that they want to do and and then when they try to do them, time has gotten away from them, and they're physically unable to do those things. And uh, you know, maybe they want to go see something, but now they're wheelchair-bound, and they can't quite navigate the Grand Canyon like they thought they would have been able to, things like that. Well, in the Word of God, it, there's a bucket list given in the book of Zephaniah, and it's on the nose. Um, the, the book of Zephaniah, while it calls to repentance, there, it, it's addressing the day of the Lord and the judgment of God is coming. Please read the bucket list with me in Zephaniah chapter 2, verses 1, 2, and 3. Bucket list, experiences that one should desire before their life ends. Gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation, not desire. Before the degree bring forth, before the day pass as the chaff, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought or worked his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. What a bucket list. There should be exactly one item on every, singles, every single person's bucket list. That they would be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. That's it. Nothing else matters. I don't care how much wealth you accumulate. The Lord Jesus Christ asked the question, what shall, what shall your soul profit if you gain the whole world or all creation and lose your own soul? What shall it profit a man if he loses his own soul? Bucket list. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you've seen all 50 states. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter if you've been to every pro baseball field. It, it doesn't matter what celebrities you've met. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you've seen whatever entertainments, if you've seen the Colosseum in Rome, if you've seen the Eiffel Tower in Paris, the Grand Canyon. I tell you what, I saw the Grand Canyon, and, I, and, I, and I've been on top of the Rocky Mountains, and nothing compares to the splendor of Jesus Christ. That's right. 
The day of the Lord's anger is an actual day. You know that? It's real. Just as much as the Lord is real, His anger is real. What would you have on your list? Maybe you want to meet somebody. Maybe you want to go visit Washington, D.C. Well, there's been a whole lot of corrupt people visit Washington, D.C., and they're burning in hell right now. What thing is priority to you? What thing, what, what uh, achievement, or what experience do you desire? A lot of people have a lot of things on their bucket list. I could, you could just Google it and say top 100 bucket list, and it'll give you top 100 things, things you got to eat, places you got to go, people you got to meet, things you have to experience, Niagara Falls, whatever, what a sight, what a sound. I used to want to go to Victoria Falls at, uh, in the rainy season. It looks like water coming from everywhere out of a plane and just vanishing in, into a, uh, just this big great hole. What would it mean if I saw that? And yet the day of the Lord's anger come and I'd be not hid. Bucket list. What is, your, what is the necessary thing for you today? Oh, that the people of God being hid in the day of the Lord's anger, it should bring us tears of joy. It should bring us gladness. It should bring us shouting that the Lord's anger has, we are hidden in Jesus Christ and He alone. That is the hiding place. What a hiding place indeed. What a refuge for the soul. There is no, there is no bulwark. There is no tower that is mightier than Jesus Christ in the day of the Lord's anger. Turn back a couple pages. Name, chapter 1 and verse 6. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him, this divine warrior. The Lord is good. And a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. What is your one need? What is the one thing that you need before you die? That's a hiding place. A hiding place. Notice in verse 2 that he, na- that he mentions the nation not desired. Undesirable. In Zephaniah's day, this was the God-rejecting world powers before the day of the Lord. And, and you, if you keep reading down through there, uh, Gaza shall be forsaken and Ascalon a desolation. They shall drive out Ashdod or the Philistines at noon and Ekron shall be... You read down through there and those, these are rebellious nations. But also the children of the Lord had been... Uh, I say the children of the Lord. The children of Israel had been rebellious as well. That, that's why judgment was coming. There was a day that they were going to be overthrown and taken into captivity. But I believe that this, this day of the Lord that Zephaniah speaks of, is it's much bigger than the fall of Jerusalem and the tearing down of the temple. I believe this is, it speaks of eternal matters. I really do. And the Lord's fierce anger is much more than, than a foreign nation or a foreign power coming to destroy. But, but destruction in an eternal scope is what I believe he is speaking of. 
We could easily apply this, however, in an extended sense to, to our world and to our nation. Oh, what, what a nation of, uh, of people. What, a, what even a world of people that's undesirable before God. That's what we are as a bunch of undesirables. How so? According to the fall, death passed by sin, death passed upon all men, undesirable before God, enemies against God, enmity or, or opposed against God. People think it's a big deal if God is undesirable to them. Well, the bigger deal is man is undesirable toward God. How terrifying. Notice that the undesirableness that God has towards sinners brings the fierce anger of the Lord upon them. If I get mad at you, no big deal. Just never talk to me again. You know, turn, turn your back and go away. It's not that big of a deal. Men can get upset with you. Even nations get upset with one another. But for God Almighty to see a sinner as undesirable and his fierce anger come upon you, what a dreadful sight. And that sight being an eternity. What's interesting, though, is the undesirable nation never sees itself as an undesirable nation. There's always been a patriotism towards self, right? Adam and Eve, they had a patriotism toward their fallen nation with fig leaves and with lies being cast out. They, they, they had an affinity toward the flesh, didn't they? All men are undesirable before God of themselves. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. They're go all gone out of the way. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Romans chapter 3. Undesirable. You may go to a market. Desire. Hey, you might have a desire to go over there and get you some, some, some corn or some apples or something. And, but this, they might have bought it, got a bad shipment. And you say, you know what? These bananas, they're, they're, they're too green. They're not desirable. They, these bananas, they've been here too long. They're starting to brown. I, 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 don't, I don't want those. People think that God doesn't have the right to deem anything as undesirable, that he just loves everybody, thus everyone is desirable to God. They just don't desire him back. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible does not desire and finds no pleasure at all with the wicked. Again, back to name, chapter 2, chapter 1, verse 2, God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, those that stand against him, those that are out of the way, those that are undesirable. And he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow or patient to anger and in great power. It will not at all acquit the wicked or let them go. Let it slide. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds of the dust of his feet. He is capable of exacting his fierce anger, and he has right to do so against his enemies. Nation not desired. Soul not desired. Person not desired. What's your bucket list? He gives it in verse 2. Verses 2 and 3. 
But you notice that the certainty here. He mentions the certainty. That word before happens several times in this passage. Before the decree bring forth. Before the, the day pass as the chaff. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. Before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Before. You know, right now is before. What are you going to do before? What are those men? Women, boys and girls do in Acts chapter 2. Men and brethren, what must we do? What was their bucket list? They didn't care about anything else that day, did they? In that moment, they didn't care about anything else than being saved or delivered out of the fierce anger of God's wrath to be hidden in the day of God's anger. People want to bucket list many things before they die while they can. Travel, accumulate wealth, reach certain business sense, accumulate, accumulate their, their millions or have such influence. Oh, I want, I want to reach this status. I want to build a legacy. I, I want my family to be here. I want, I want to have my lineage at, at whatever. But what does the idea of before tell us of after in the Scripture? Now is the time of before. See, after that thing come forth, the Lord's fierce anger will come. There's a before and an after. And many times in our lives, you can look back in in periods of our life and there's a before and after. I can tell you what manner of man I was or person I was before September 8th, 2001. And I can tell you what the Lord did for me that day. And I can tell you what person I am after. Am I altogether clean? Am I what I ought to be? Absolutely not. But there was a before and after. Now is the time of before, but saying that before these things happen, it does tell us that they will happen. Before. Before the decree bring forth, listen to this. These are providential, logical events. Providential, logical events, such as a woman with child. You see a woman that's pregnant? you know that providentially and logically she's going to have a baby. Providentially and logically, a nation not desired, a soul not desired, that decree, that providence will come forth and their day will pass and God's fierce anger will come upon them. You see the providence of God. You also see the responsibility of man. He says in verse 3, Seek ye the Lord. I know God will save his people from their sins. Jesus Christ died for his people to save his people from their sins. He has promised that. There is a responsibility to all, to all the undesirables to seek the Lord. It's commanded. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. What is the produce of disobedience? The day of the Lord's anger come upon you. The providence of God and the responsibility of man. Can any seek the Lord? No, there's there's none that looks after God. There's none that seeks after God. None. Before the day passes the chaff, 
what he's talking about as they were to, as they were threshing out the grains you know the, the 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 corn and the grains and the wheat and the stalk and all that stuff it gets real dry and it gets real bitter uh, brittle rather and and when the wind blows it just scatters it like dust that's our lives is as the chaff that's what he's saying i didn't always used to look like this you know, people comment more and more. It seems like every day they're commenting more and more how much gray I have in my head and how much gray I have in my beard and what an old man I look like. I was telling a story to a, uh, a person at work the other day. She's younger than I am and, and uh, close to 20. And, and whenever I told her the story about when I was a kid, she said, yeah, but that was like 50 years ago. I said, what? Well, my life passes like a chaff and so does yours. Here today, gone tomorrow. There's leaves out there on the ground. They weren't out there yesterday, but they're on the ground today. Sinner, before you lay your head to sleep at night, even before you leave this building, before the day passes, a chaff. These, the chaff is easily driven by the wind, and the imagery here is life is fleeting. Every man's day will pass as a chaff. Everybody dies suddenly. Everyone. Before that happens, before the providential work of God happened in the timeline of human existence, but before your day pass in life, seek the Lord. Oh, his anger comes. His fierce anger comes. Seek the Lord. Be hidden from his wrath. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, he says, before the decree went forth, before these things that have been pronounced and declared the end from the beginning, before, before your day passes, before the, the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, not upon us, upon you, see yourself in that you. That word Lord, it is Jehovah, the existent one, existing one. It's the covenant God of Israel. But the God who promises, that's what that means. The God who keeps his word, he brings wrath. He's angry and he brings wrath. The Lord's fierce anger. That word fierce means heated or burning or of sore displeasure. See name chapter one, the divine warrior. But that word fierce, you know what's interesting about that word fierce? This word is exclusively used in the word of God to describe God's anger. If you were to do a search through a concordance and look at that word every time, every time it describes God's anger, we can know then that this is a special, a holy, a deep type of anger. An anger that's otherwise not known except God express it upon sinners. And I want you to know this. The decree of the word of God upon the undesirable nation, those that, that move among themselves and live and do according to their own pleasure, those unhidden, those outside of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the fierce anger of the Lord is reserved upon you. And he's right, and he's good, and he's holy, and it's distinctive from all other forms of anger. Only God, only God can form the worlds. 
He only God can create. Only God, only God can do such things. And yet, by greater power and with greater passion, he has anger, fierce anger, toward the un, the undesirable, to the not desired. Does that panic you at all? Does does that want you do want to, does that cause you to rearrange your bucket list a little bit? Seek the Lord. The fierce anger of the Lord is coming. It's on its way. Seek the Lord before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. Oh, you people, you've been talking about that forever. It's coming. It's coming. For the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. This is to be taken seriously. This is to be taken personally before it come upon you. You. Take this with all appropriate terror and dread. If I told you before the end of the day I was going to hit you in the face, that might panic some of y'all. Some of you might not panic. If I told you that at the closing of your eyes in death outside of Jesus Christ, God Almighty is going to, with his fierce anger, deal with you, I'll tell you what, that's more than a punch on the nose. His fierce anger is coming. It's coming upon you, sinner, and you deserve it, and it would be right. The fierce anger of the Lord is coming upon all those undesirable, and you can play with yourself all you want and tell yourself, oh, I'm not undesirable. Oh, I'm okay. Oh, I've checked this box, and yeah, uh, you know, it's not like I'm, I can sit through sermons, and it's not like, you know, I'm totally against it. I believe what you're saying. It was a time when there was a prophet that came to Ahab and Ahab was given some instructions and Ahab followed the instructions of the Lord. Yet there was none that had been so wicked as Ahab. Just because someone says, you know what, that's the word of God and, and I'll be agreeable to it, that doesn't mean they're saved. That's right. They didn't save Ahab from the day of the Lord's fierce anger. Plenty of religiously unsaved people Go headlong into the day of the Lord's fierce anger, not truly being hidden. Before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. He, he says it again. Before the, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. That's emphasizing the Lord. He is indeed God. He is a God of promise. And he is angry. And he's angry with the wicked. And he's coming for you. What shall you do? What shall be your reply? What is that one and only item on the sons of Adam's bucket list? But to seek ye the Lord and be ye hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Again, a list of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to accomplish during their lifetime, a bucket list. There is but one relevant item, and that's seeking the Lord, the covenant God of Israel, the God known personally as the Lord, Jehovah. 
In Exodus chapter 6, I want you to see some things, and we studied this a while back. In Exodus chapter 6, this, this is Zephaniah speaking unto a, 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 the, the nation here, but the, 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 other, the other nations, they had heard of the, the God of, of, of the Jews. They'd heard of him and his name. But look at what this calls to him. Chapter 6, verse 1, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shall I see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he will let them go. With a strong hand he shall drive them out of his land. God takes care of his enemies, and I mean that in a terrifying way. He handles them. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, I am Jehovah, I am, I am the covenant God of Israel, the existing one. And I appeared unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, the Almighty God, El Shaddai. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And I have established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan and the land of their pilgrimage when they were strangers. Again, in Zephaniah's day, there in that land they were to see the covenant God of Israel. And I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel and the Egyptians keeping their bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, I am Jehovah, and I will bring you out from under the, the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stressed out arm and with great judgments. And I will take for you, uh, take to take you to, to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And I will give it to you for an heritage. I am the Lord. See, they had tried to. Moses had tried to deliver the Jews out of Egypt. And he went out into a desert afterward, didn't he? By his own strength, he could not bring rescue. That's right. Keep reading forward, and we mentioned it earlier. In the day of God's anger in Exodus chapter 12, when that death angel came, how were the children of Israel hidden in the day of God's anger? And that plague number 10, that plague of death, they were hidden in that picture, the Passover, Jesus Christ. Seek ye the Lord. Oh, the day of God's fierce anger comes. Seek ye the Lord to be secure and find rest, to seek in the face of danger, to search out by worship, to adore he and he alone, to see yourself as undesirable. Therefore, nothing in you can hide you. In the day of God's anger, nothing available otherwise can hide you. The Lord and the Lord alone can hide you in the day of his fierce anger. In Christ alone, your hope may be found. Seek ye the Lord. That word ye, it's, it's personal. You, the person in your shoes. People get offended when, when they're told, repent ye. Oh, we have to, we have to sweeten it down and, and confess that we're all sinners. Jesus Christ said, repent ye. John the Baptist said, repent ye. Peter and Paul said, repent ye. You repent. 
You, undesirable, deserving the all before mentioned judgments of God. You, deserving the intense, fierce anger of God Almighty. You, seek the Lord. Personally. As a form of worship, as a form of obedience and adoration. Alone, you. That's a call to reality, isn't it? One day you'll die. That's a call to repentance. Seek ye the Lord. To seek ye the Lord, that means you got to quit seeking every, literally everything else. That bucket list now gets dry erased and there's one item. Seek ye the Lord. If you never eat again, if you never sleep again, if you never rest again, if everything is just awful, but you seek ye the Lord, you would be so much better off being hid in the day of God's anger. This is a call of desperation. You, you can see that God is not desperate. It's a call to the desperate. It's a call to those who see themselves in the way. In some places... Tornado Alley, whatever. They have these sirens that when there's a tornado uh, 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 scene or the, the pressures drop or whatever, there's a siren. People hear that and they take cover. There's a panic. There, there's a desperation. Take cover. Well, the call of desperation to the desperate is seek ye the Lord. That's the sound and siren of redemption. Seek ye the Lord. With all intention, with all purpose, leave all else behind. Seek ye the Lord. That's the command. But who will hear it? Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth. That word meek means poor, humble, afflicted, needy, lowly, weak, without place to go, without place to hide, desperate. This call will not impact the proud whatsoever. This call to the proud doesn't mean a thing. Oh, that, that, that's for somebody else. I'm good. That's for somebody else. Telling people all day, every day, to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, that, I did that already. I, that's for somebody else. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Have you ever been a child of God? I trust you've been panicked. I trust you've been panicked. If you've never been panicked and seeking the Lord, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This call will not touch the wealthy. They have no need. It offer somebody a glass of water who's not thirsty, they're not going to drink it. You offer me a glass of water, I don't care if I just had two, I'm going to drink it again. I'm a thirsty person. This call will not touch the wealthy, those that have no need. This call will not be light to those who are prosperous of themselves. This call will be scoffed at by those without need. The religiously unsaved, when they were told to repent by John the Baptist, they were irritated by that. When they were told to bring forth works, meet for repentance. They were irritated by that. Ah, oh, but to the meek, 
to those that have nothing, to those that see themselves, as it were, that the storm of God is approaching on the horizon and there is no bunker to say that Christ would be their refuge to the meek, to the poor, to the, to the lowly, to, the, to those that have no way. What, what fondness it is for them to call upon the name of the Lord and be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Matthew chapter 5, if you would please. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That word poor means destitute. Now, I've had little funds before, but destitute means you got nothing. Blessed are those that got nothing. Blessed are those that in, that in the day of the Lord's anger, they recognize of themselves they have no hiding place. Why? Because they, the meek, the lowly, the needy, the destitute, they seek the Lord. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Why is theirs the kingdom of heaven? Because the king is theirs. See, many people think that they have something. If you seek the Lord, you seek the king, you got it all. And seek him in sincerity. Blessed are the poor, destitute, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Seek the Lord to those that by grace, the grace of God, they know that the fierce anger of the Lord will be right to come upon them. My God, have mercy on me, a sinner. To those by the power of God who come to God by Christ. To those who in brokenness flee to Christ for refuge. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. To those who are of a contrite heart. That word contrite means brokenness and ruin. To those who are undesirable and know it. Psalm 34, please. Turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and verse 18. Psalm 34 and verse 18. It says, The Lord is nigh or near unto them that are of a broken heart. And saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth. Who does the Lord save? Sinners. Not the righteous, not the just. Sinners. Not those that have no need, but those that see that their day is passing. Those that see that the fierce anger of the Lord is coming. And those that see that they need a hiding place. And that hiding place is only Jesus Christ are broken and without anything of themselves that are in need and have no other way. Those that 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 are in a state of ruin. Yet call upon the Lord. Psalm 51. And verse 17. Seek ye the Lord. 51 and 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite spirit, uh, heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. Oh no, that's not. 
undesirable to God. That is right and good. That is hiding in Christ. The carnal mind will do no such thing. There is no meekness in the carnal mind. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 7, the carnal mind will hear such a bucket list and shrug at it, scoff at it, leave it behind. The carnal mind in chapter 8 and verse 7 of the book of Romans says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That anger is right and good. The carnal mind is just that, carnal. Those of a contrite heart and a broken spirit, those are those that by the power of God, they see their great need. And being granted repentance, call upon the Lord for a hiding place, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Seek ye the Lord, all ye make of the earth. Again, only one that will obey that will be them that are meek, those that are lowly, those that are broken, those that are contrite. As long as you have anything left, you be like that woman that had the issue of blood. Oh, I can still go see this doctor. I got another $10 over here. Oh, I can. Well, I haven't heard that man's opinion. But when she spent all that she had, she came to Christ, didn't she? When she was broken and ruined and desperate, when she was poor and needy and destitute, she found her hiding place in Jesus Christ. You see what the meek do. You see there's something here. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. The meek will seek the Lord. And the meek will work the Lord's judgment or the, his manner prescribed. You see, the meekness that is granted unto salvation and hiding in the day of God's wrath also teaches the children of God how we're supposed to behave ourselves. It's transforming. He didn't hide them as they were. They're hidden being transformed. You see that? They're not a nation undesired anymore. They're not a nation that's living out of the way anymore. Those that seek the Lord have, have sought Him being broken by the Spirit of God and transformed unto uh, uh, living a new way of living, and walking a new way of walking, and living in such a way that it's pleasing unto God. One is not meek who does not seek the Lord, but lives in pride. And one is not meek who claiming to seek the Lord works out their own works. One truly is meek. The one that is meek unto the Lord who seeks the Lord and seeks to obey Him. Lots of people can say lots of things of what they believe. Seeking the Lord is more than an assent, a, 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 a knowledge There is evidence. There's evidence. They will seek righteousness, it says. Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness, seek meekness. 
So those that seek the Lord will live how he says to live. They'll be transformed from what they were. No man cometh unto the Father except no man cometh unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him. They'll be dragged against their natural will and position. They'll be interrupted. They will seek righteousness and doing things right in the eyes of the Lord. Think about that just for a second in a logical way. If I know that my own ways would bring the, the wrath of God, I would desire to leave my own ways, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I desire to leave my ways and go to his ways, which would be seeking the righteousness of God? They seek their righteousness. This necessitates true repentance and not just words of the mouth. They're seeking the righteousness of God and not their own righteousness. The problem with religion is people establish their own righteousness in Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. People try to hide themselves in their own righteousness before the fierce anger and the day of the Lord, which will bring nothing but judgment. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is the Israel for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Oh, they're religious, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They were seeking their own righteousness, and that's what idolatry is, a false representation of deity and a false representation of what is acceptable before God. And idolatry will bring upon you, Lord, Lord, didn't I do this and didn't I do that, will bring upon you the day of the Lord's fierce anger. No, seeking righteousness, it demands repentance. Not your own righteousness, seeking the righteousness of God. It also necessitates meekness or further humility. Further humility. They will seek it. This also necessitates repentance. Someone says they're saved and they continue as they were. And they get mad when challenged on that. That's no humility. That's that's pride. They will seek meekness. They will seek righteousness. It necessitates humility to start with, and it necessitates a brokenness as only the work of God and salvation can bring under further humility. For Christ's sake, humility. Here you have that hiding place. Seek ye the Lord. You see, that's, that, that, that's against the natural man. It's against everything we know as human beings. It's against our natural position to seek the Lord to be humble, to work out His works and be godly because that's the work of the Spirit, not the the fruit of the Spirit, not the work of the flesh. To seek after God's righteousness, not ours but His. To seek after, again, to be humble and meek and lowly. All those things are foreign to the human experience. But those are the things that are needed that it may be shall be hid from the day of the Lord's anger. There's exactly one way to be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. 
The Lord's anger is real. I want you to realize that. It's real. The day of the Lord's anger is real, and it's rapidly coming. You may be as one who has lived a life and then one day lifted up his eyes in torments. Luke chapter 16. You may be as one that plans to build barns and increase your life, and life is just so good, yet called a fool in Luke chapter 12. It may come upon you suddenly, as that man in the book of Acts, he, 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 he declared himself to be even as God, and he was struck dead. Suddenly, the Lord's fierce anger is come. Oh, undesirable, there's a hiding place. How terrible would these verses be if that last clause of verse number three was not there? How terrible would that be? Yet it's right there in black and white. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Oh, what wonderful news. What glad and, and terrific news that there is a hiding place from the wrath of God. To be hidden means concealed or held carefully to be kept safe or secure. Hidden. Behold the Lord's Christ. Behold Him. Behold Him. In 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4 talks about the love of God. Think, hear these words. 1 John Chapter 4, there is a hiding place. May it be your bucket list have this and this alone on it. Verse 9, and this was manifested or evidenced the love of God toward us, toward sinners, toward a nation, undesired. Because that God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into the world that we might live through Him. Do not be destroyed in the day of the Lord's fierce anger, but live, live, here in His love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation or covering or mercy seat for our sins. Think about that, Ark of the Covenant. Inside, you had that broken law. You had a man just despising the laws of God. He had that, that budding rod. Man desires to rule himself. That pot of manna. Man is not satisfied with the provisions of God. All those elements of sin showing how desperately wicked we are. Yet those th items were in a hiding place. The Ark of the Covenant with that lid covering over. That the glory of God was evident, shown upon, that Shekinah glory shone upon that ark. And those elements of sin were thus hidden. Such is the Lord Jesus Christ. Be ye hidden in him. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Blessed be the Lord God, God and, our, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. This is the same God that has fierce anger. According as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before Him in love. We, we're a people undesirable having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. How can it be 
to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in, hidden in, hidden in, rescued from the day of God's fierce anger in the beloved, in Jesus Christ. For he hath made him to be sin for us. The day of the fierce anger of God Almighty was placed upon Jesus Christ by substitution. He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, that we, the children of God, those who Christ died for, would have a hiding place in the day of the fierce anger of God. A real-life substitution. A real-life hiding place in the day of the Lord's anger. How can it be? There is no other hiding place. There is no other refuge. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts chapter 4. As sure as God's anger is real and judgment is coming, Christ died for the ungodly and gave them a fit and suitable hiding place. Praise God. Child of God, seek the Lord. Seek Him in righteousness and in meekness. Be glad, be glad, be glad, though undesirable. Christ, in His finished work, in His gospel, has given a hiding place, a place of rescue, a place of security for those that seek Him by His grace and by His power. Thank the Lord. What is our form of thankfulness? Look at the text. Seek ye the Lord, all ye make of the earth, live in meekness, which have wrought or worked His judgment. Obey Him. Seek righteousness, His and meekness, lowliness of heart. Child of God, having received a hiding place in Jesus Christ, what should be our bucket list? To trust the Lord and do what He says. That, that, that's the end of it. Now that has details along the way, but that is its summary. Sinner, what is the item of your bucket list? Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Seek ye the Lord. May the Lord break your heart. May he cause a great contrition and brokenness and humility. May he, may he reveal unto you your desperate need in this very hour. Before the decree bring forth. Before the day passes the chaff. Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. Before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you. Seek ye the Lord. Repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The day of the Lord's anger is coming. Oh, it's coming. Be hid from it. Even before you draw your next breath, be hid from the Lord's anger. You know, you might only have a breath left. You never know. No, no, I don't know. You don't know. Is this the day? Is this the day that your life end? Before it happens. I would say, before you do anything else, seek ye the Lord. Leave all else behind. 
Repent of yourself. Repent of your sins. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that one and only true hiding place from the Lord's anger. And be safely hid. Be safely hid in the beloved Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.